Chapter sixty three of the Count of Monte Cristo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David R. Miller. The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. Chapter sixty three. The Dinner. It was evident that one sentiment affected all the guests on entering the dining-room. Each one asked what strange influence had brought them to this house, and yet astonished, and even uneasy though they were, they still felt that they would not like to be absent. The recent events, the solitary eccentric position of the Count, his enormous, nay, almost incredible fortune, should have made men curious, and have altogether prevented ladies from visiting a house where there was no one of their own sex to receive them. And yet curiosity had been enough to lead them to over lap the bounds of prudence and decorum and all present even including cavalcanti and his son notwithstanding the stiffness of the one and the carelessness of the other were thoughtful on finding themselves assembled at the house of this incomprehensible man madame danglars had started when villefort on the count's invitation offered his arm and villefort felt his glance was uneasy beneath his gold spectacles when he felt the arm of the baroness press upon his own none of this had escaped the count and even by mere contact of individuals the scene already acquired considerable interest for an observer monsieur de villefort had on the right hand madame danglars on his left morel the count was seated between madame de villefort and danglars and the other seats were filled by dubray who was placed between the two cavalcanti and by chateau renaud seated between madame de villefort and morel the repast was magnificent monte cristo had endeavored completely to overturn the parisian ideas and to feed the curiosity as much as the appetite of his guests it was an oriental feast he offered to them but of such a kind as the arabian fairies might be supposed to prepare every delicious fruit that the four quarters of the globe could provide was heaped in vases from china and jars from japan rare birds retaining their most brilliant plumage enormous fish spread upon massive silver dishes together with every wine produced in the archipelago asia minor or the cape sparkling in bottles whose grotesque shape seemed to give an additional flavor to the draught all these like one of the displays with which apicius of old gratified his guests passed in review before the eyes of the astonished parisians who understood that it was possible to expend a thousand louis upon a dinner for ten persons but only on the condition of eating pearls like cleopatra or drinking refined gold like lorenzo de medici monte cristo noticed the general astonishment and began laughing and joking about it gentlemen he said you will admit that when arrived at a certain degree of fortune the superfluities of life are all that can be desired and the ladies will allow that after having risen to a certain eminence of position the ideal alone can be more exalted now to follow out this reasoning what is marvellous that which we do not understand what is it we really desire that which we cannot obtain now to see these things which i cannot understand to procure impossibilities these are the study of my life i gratify my wishes by two means my will and my money i take as much interest in the pursuit of one whim as you do monsieur danglars in promoting a new railway line you monsieur de villefort in condemning a culprit to death you monsieur de bray in pacifying a kingdom you monsieur de chateau renaud in pleasing a woman and you morel in breaking a horse that no one can ride for example you see these two fish one brought from fifty leagues beyond st petersburg the other five leagues from naples is it not amusing to see them both on the same table what are the two fish asked danglars monsieur chateau renaud who has lived in russia will tell you the name of one 
and major cavalcanti who is italian will tell you the name of the other this one i think is a sterlet said chateau renault and that one if i mistake not is a lamprey just so now monsieur danglars ask these gentlemen where they are caught sterlets said chateau renault are only found in the volga and said cavalcanti i know that lake fosuro alone supplies lampreys of that size exactly one comes from volga and the other from lake fosuro impossible cried all the guests simultaneously well this is just what amuses me said monte cristo i am like nero cupiter impossibilium and that is what is amusing you at this moment this fish which seems so exquisite to you is very likely no better than a perch or salmon but it seemed impossible to procure it and here it is but how could you have these fish brought to france oh nothing more easy each fish was brought over in a cask one filled with river herbs and weeds and the other with rushes and lake plants they were placed in a wagon built on purpose and thus the sterlet lived twelve days the lamprey ate and both were alive when my cook seized them killing one with milk and the other with wine you do not believe me monsieur danglars i cannot help doubting answered danglars with a stupid smile baptistin said the count have the other fish brought in the sterlet and the lamprey which came in the other casks and which are yet alive danglars opened his bewildered eyes the company clapped their hands four servants carried in two casks covered with aquatic plants and in each of which was breathing a similar fish to those on the table but why two of each sort asked danglars merely because one might have died carelessly answered monte cristo you are certainly an extraordinary man said danglars and philosophers may well say it's a fine thing to be rich and to have ideas added madame danglars oh do not give me credit for this madame it was done by the romans who much esteemed them and pliny relates that they sent slaves from ostia to rome who carried on their heads fish which he calls the mollus and which from the description must probably be the goldfish it was also considered a luxury to have them alive it being an amusing sight to see them die for when dying they change colours three or four times and like the rainbow when it disappears pass through all the prismatic shades after which they were sent to the kitchen their agony formed part of their merit and if they were not seen alive they were despised when dead yes said debray but then ostia is only a few leagues from rome true said monte cristo but what would be the use of living eighteen hundred years after lucullus if we can do no better than he could the two cavalcanti opened their enormous eyes but had the good sense to say nothing all this is very extraordinary said chateau renault still what i admire most i confess is the marvellous promptitude with which your orders are executed is it not true that you only bought this house five or six days ago certainly not longer well i am sure it is quite transformed since last week if i remember rightly it had another entrance and the court was paved and empty while to-day we have a splendid lawn bordered by trees which appear to be a hundred years old why not i am fond of grass and shade said monte cristo yes said madame de villefort the door was towards the road before and on the day of my miraculous escape you brought me into the house from the road and i remember yes madame said monte cristo but i preferred to have an entrance which would allow me to see the bois de boulogne over my gate in four days said morel it's extraordinary indeed said chateau renault it seems quite miraculous to make a new house out of an old one for it was very old and dull too i recollect coming here for my mother to look at it when monsieur de saint Moran advertised it for sale two or three years ago monsieur de saint Moran said madame de villefort then this house belonged to monsieur de saint Moran before you bought it 
it appears so said monte cristo is it possible that you do not know of whom you purchased it quite so my steward transacts all my business for me it is certainly ten years since the house had been occupied said chateau renault and it is quite melancholy to look at it with the blinds closed the doors locked and the weeds in the court really if the house had not belonged to the father-in-law of the procureur one might have thought it some accursed place where a horrible crime had been committed villefort who had hitherto not tasted the three or four glasses of rare wine which were placed before him here took one and drank it off monte cristo allowed a short time to elapse and then said it is singular baron but the same idea had crossed me the first time i came here it looked so gloomy i should never have bought it if my steward had not taken the matter into his own hands perhaps the fellow had been bribed by the notary it is probable stammered out villefort trying to smile but i can assure you i had nothing to do with any such proceeding this house is part of valentine's marriage portion and monsieur de saint maran wished to sell it for if it remained another year or two uninhabited it would have fallen to ruin it was morel's turn to become pale there was above all one room continued monte cristo very plain in appearance hung with a red damask which i know not why appeared to me quite dramatic why so said danglars why dramatic can we account for instinct said monte cristo are there not places where we seem to breathe sadness why we cannot tell it is a chain of recollections an idea which carries you back to other times to other places which very likely have no connection with the present time and place and there is something in this room which reminds me forcibly of the chamber of marquis de ganges asterisk or desdemona stay since we have finished dinner i will show it to you and then we will take coffee in the garden after dinner the play monte cristo looked inquiringly at his guests madame de villefort rose monte cristo did the same and the rest followed their example villefort and madame danglars remained for a moment as if rooted to their seats they questioned each other with vague and stupid glances did you hear said madame danglars asterisk elizabeth de rosan marquis de ganges was one of the famous women of the court of louis the fifteenth where she was known as la belle provinciale she was the widow of marquis de castellane when she married de ganges and having the misfortune to excite the enmity of her brothers-in-law was forced by them to take poison and they finished her off with pistol and a dagger ed we must go replied villefort offering his arm the others attracted by curiosity were already scattered in different parts of the house for they thought the visit would not be limited to one room and that at the same time they would obtain a view of the rest of the house of which monte cristo had created a palace each one went out by the open doors monte cristo waited for the two who remained then when they had passed he brought up the rear on his face was a smile which if they could have understood it would have alarmed them much more than a visit to the room they were about to enter they began by walking through the apartments many of which were fitted up in the eastern style with cushions and divans instead of beds and pipes instead of furniture the drawing-rooms were decorated with the rarest pictures by the old masters the boudoirs hung with draperies from china of fanciful colors fantastic design and wonderful texture at length they arrived at the famous room there was nothing particular about it excepting that although daylight had disappeared it was not lighted and everything in it was old-fashioned while the rest of the rooms had been redecorated these two causes were enough to give it a gloomy aspect oh cried madame de villefort it is really frightful madame danglars tried to utter a few words but was not heard many observations were made the import of which was a unanimous opinion that there was something sinister about the room 
is it not so asked monte cristo look at the large clumsy bed hung with such gloomy blood-coloured drapery and those crayon portraits that have faded from the dampness do they not seem to say with their pale lips and staring eyes we have seen villefort became livid madame danglars fell into a long seat placed near the chimney oh said madame villefort smiling are you courageous enough to sit upon the very seat upon which the crime was committed madame danglars rose suddenly and then said monte cristo that is not all what is there more said debray who had not failed to notice the agitation of madame danglars ah what else is there said danglars for at present i cannot say that i have seen anything extraordinary what do you say monsieur cavalcanti ah he said we have at pisa ugolino's tower at ferrara tasso's prison at rimini the room of francesca and paolo yes but you do not have this little staircase said monte cristo opening the door concealed by the drapery look at it tell me what you think of it what a wicked-looking crooked staircase said chateau renaud with a smile i do not know whether the wine of kiosk produces melancholy but certainly everything appears to me black in this house said dubray ever since valentine's dowry had been mentioned morel had been silent and sad can you imagine said monte cristo some othello or abbe de ganges one stormy dark night descending these stairs step by step carrying a load which he wishes to hide from the sight of man if not god madame danglars half fainted on the arm of villefort who was obliged to support himself against the wall ah madame cried debray what is the matter with you how pale you look it is very evident what is the matter with her said madame de villefort monsieur monte cristo is relating horrible stories to us doubtless intending to frighten us to death yes said villefort really count you frighten the ladies what is the matter asked dubray in a whisper of madame danglars nothing she replied with violent effort i want air that is all will you come to the garden said dubray advancing towards the back staircase no no she answered i would rather remain here are you really frightened madame said monte cristo oh no sir said madame danglars but you suppose scenes in a manner which gives them the appearance of reality ah yes said monte cristo smiling it is all a matter of imagination why should we not imagine this apartment of an honest mother and this bed with red hangings a bed visited by the goddess lucina in that mysterious staircase the passage through which not to disturb their sleep the doctor and nurse pass here madame danglars instead of being calmed by the soft picture uttered a groan and fainted madame danglars is ill said villefort it would be better to take her to her carriage ah mon dieu said monte cristo and i have forgotten my smelling-bottle i have mine said madame de villefort and she passed over to monte cristo a bottle full of some kind of red liquid whose good properties the count had tested on edward ah said monte cristo taking it from her hand yes she said at your advice i had made the trial and have you succeeded i think so madame danglars was carried into the adjoining room monte cristo dropped a very small portion of the red liquid upon her lips she returned to consciousness oh she cried what a frightful dream villefort pressed her hand to let her know it was not a dream they looked for monsieur danglars but he was not especially interested in poetical ideas he had gone into the garden and was talking with major cavalcanti on the projected railway from leghorn to florence monte cristo seemed in despair he took the arm of madame danglars and conducted her into the garden where they found danglars taking coffee between the cavalcanti really madame he said did i alarm you much oh no sir she answered but you know things impress us differently according to the mood of our minds Villefort forced a laugh and then you know he said an idea a supposition is sufficient well said monte cristo you may believe me if you like but it is my opinion a crime has been committed in this house 
take care said madame de villefort the king's attorney is here ah replied monte cristo since that is the case i will take advantage of his presence to make my declaration your declaration said villefort yes before witnesses oh this is very interesting said debray if there really has been a crime we will investigate it there has been a crime said monte cristo come this way gentlemen come monsieur villefort for a declaration to be made available should be made before the competent authorities he then took villefort's arm and at the same time holding that of madame danglars under his own he dragged the procureur to the plantain tree where the shade was the thickest all the other guests followed stay said monte cristo here in this very spot and he stamped upon the ground i had the earth dug up and fresh mould put in to refresh these old trees well my man digging found a box or rather the ironwork of a box in the midst of which the skeleton of a newly-born infant monte cristo felt the arm of madame danglars stiffen while that of villefort trembled a newly-born infant repeated debray this affair becomes serious well said chaton renaud i was not wrong just now then when i said that houses had souls and faces like men and that their exteriors carried the impress of their characters this house was gloomy because it was remorseful it was remorseful because it concealed a crime who said it was a crime asked villefort with a last effort how is it not a crime to bury a living child in a garden cried monte cristo and pray what do you call such an action but who said it was buried alive why bury it if it were dead the garden has never been a cemetery what is done to infanticides in this country asked major cavalcanti innocently oh their heads are soon cut off said danglars ah indeed said cavalcanti i think so am i not right monsieur de villefort asked monte cristo yes count replied villefort in a voice now scarcely human monte cristo seeing that the two persons for whom he had prepared this scene could scarcely endure it and not wishing to carry it too far said come gentlemen some coffee we seem to have forgotten it and he conducted his guests back to the table on the lawn indeed count said madame danglars i am ashamed to own it but all your frightful stories have upset me so that i must beg you to let me sit down and she fell into a chair monte cristo bowed and went to madame de villefort i think madame danglars again requires your bottle he said but before madame de villefort could reach her friend the procureur had found time to whisper to madame danglars i must speak to you when to-morrow where in my office or in the court if you like that is the surest place i will be there at this moment madame de villefort approached thanks my dear friend said madame danglars trying to smile it is over now and i am much better End of chapter sixty three